All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast, huge episode. We are going to break down the red hot Minnesota wild. We're going to talk Anthony Edwards ceiling, which I think is really high for talking European soccer. Carter is super happy. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing better than ever, man. Better than ever. Yeah, me too. Eric, how are you? When it comes to sports, I'm doing slightly below average. Okay. (laughs) Okay. There's some exciting things going on and there's some tragic things going on. I can't wait to dive into that. But before we do, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or device each and every week for free. What a deal. Jeez. Also, that five-star review. It's about time. And if you can, do it a second time. I don't know if you can. Do it a second time. That'd be great. Just cheat the system for us. That'd be wonderful. What a great Mother's Day gift you could give your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Subscriber to the Northeast Podcast. Yes. Yes. Yep. Do that. Just take her phone. She won't know the difference anyways. We don't technically need you to listen to it as long as you download it. That gives us the yeah. credit for the listen. So yeah. And that's right in our demo wheelhouse too. Moms. Moms, moms love us. Moms and we love, love moms. Superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, all moms. All right, uh guys, we are drinking some more fun beers tonight. What are you guys starting with? All right, I'm back at Surly. I'm just grabbing another one from the mixed twelve pack. These are not exciting beers, I'm sorry guys, but um this is impossible objects. They call it a hazy. It's not very hazy, but it is pretty tasty and drinkable, just like all of them. Sweet. I'm at Bell's from Michigan. I went a little bit outside the state for Flamingo Fruit Fight, tart ale brewed with passion passion fruit and lime from Bell's Two-Hearted. Add a little sour to their repertoire. Love it. Really? Is it good? It's really good. Yeah. Okay. I, I do am, like, I will say in the summer, I drink a lot of Oberon. That's a great I'm, summer beer. Great beer. I'm drinking Flavor Pop Technology from our friends at Fair State. This is slammed with the brand new Cryo Pop Hop Blend from YCH. Don't know what that means. This high-tech, easy IPA pops with huge notes of pineapple, mango, passion fruit, and pithy citrus. This thing is good. Is it? They yeah. really hyped it up. Yeah. I think they've had it for a while, like in crawlers, but now it's canned. Okay. Sweet. Nice. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, we're going to dive right into our starting lineup. And the uh, only place to start is with the best news of the week. Aaron Rodgers is attempting to burn down the Packers. you love to see it. you love to see it. You do. So what's this new thing that he's been telling free agents, don't sign with the Packers. I'm not even coming back there next year. They're going to suck. Unless you want Jordan Love throwing to you, you might want to wait and see where I land and come with me. Is that legal? Yes, it is. And I love it. (laughs) I love it. He's really petty. Like, I obviously we love all this because, you know, fuck the Packers and it's funny and it's good drama and, you know, the theater of sport. But Aaron Rodgers is being a bitch, correct? Oh, or do you think? Absolutely. Okay. Put it this way. Put it this way. Like, please, uh, if you're a first time listener, do not think I'm I'm saying something bad, but it's it seems like the truth to me. If this was a black wide receiver doing this, they would be getting absolutely hung out to dry on every sports show, on every social media post. It would be about the Madonna, the prima donna receiver who blah 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 blah. It all has to do with people being 
black or white, pretty much, when it comes to the narrative in something like this. The calculated, smart, white quarterback is just trying to find the best situation for himself, and that's the only thing. So, to me, he's being a total Calculated versus manipulative. Yeah. Bold versus reckless. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, narcissistic versus, like like you guys said, like calculated. Like, it's – we see – we already can see Stephen A. Smith – and his take if this was, you know, Randy Moss back in the day. For sure. If this was Antonio Brown, it would be covered like every time Antonio Brown like did anything. And he did some well, bad remember, like, <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> Stephon, Stephon he, he, he was just working out with Takashi. Now everybody hates him. Takashi 6'9". Just to just to make it a, a local angle, remember like Stefan Diggs is like angry on the sideline because he's not getting the ball. And that's all we heard about for weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. And what's the relationship like between Stefan and, and Kirk Cousins and all of this stuff? And like, and then he got traded and like, yeah, Stefan Diggs really forced his way out and all that stuff. And everyone was making Stefan Diggs out to be the bad guy in mm-hmm. this situation, which, you know, we don't know enough about that versus Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, they lost by five points in the NFC Championship game. So it's not like this team wasn't like the Packers team wasn't very good. Like they were a very good team, but he's so bitter about the fourth down call that he's willing to blow up the entire organization and he gets a pass. Yeah, he is largely getting a pass. And I just think he's being so silly. He's he's obsessed with his new girlfriend who's very famous. What's her name? Shailene Woodley. She- Shailene Woodley, yeah. So she, he wants to go and be in L.A. with her, and he, or he wants to be maybe in Denver because she's from Boulder, Colorado. So he's really just being a total baby about this, but I am here for it. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's just like all of their great quarterbacks have to do something bad. Like, I'm sure Bart Starr said some racist shit. I'm not sure, but I'm just Oh, kidding. hell yeah. We know he did. And then Brett Favre, you know, dick pick in the Crocs, and then has just turned out to be an absolute douche. Wait, like, he put his dick in the crock? Pretty sure he did. Action strap up or down? Everyone, go Google uh, Brett Favre dick in crock. <laughs> um, Google, um, since Google's going to write us a letter, like, searches increase by tenfold <laughs> this week. Remember oh. when I said uh, moms were our wheelhouse? I take that all back. Don't Google any of the things <laughs> yeah. Eric said if you subscribe <laughs> your mom to this podcast, please. All I know is that every time I'm teaching world history, we get to the Russian Revolution. I always tell the kids about the rumored Rasputin giant penis in a jar in a museum. And then every kid in class instantly takes out their phone and searches up Rasputin penis. No. <laughs> <laughs> every time is it just totally fake too or is it real i it's like it's it's like an animal penis i'm pretty sure i'm googling it right now (laughs) okay (laughs) i gotta see this dick this is where we went from aaron Rodgers to rasputin animal penis so yeah that's that's a natural progression on all cylinders i was going to go to a serious topic but now i'm not because it seems inappropriate to do so so dj metcalf uh, tried to make like the Olympic sprinting um, team for Team USA. He ran the 100 meter. He did it in 10.3 seconds. He finished ninth place out of nine guys in kind of a distant last place. But still, it was pretty cool that he went for it, in my opinion. Okay, so they should probably put nine out of nine because I heard ninth place and I'm like, well, is there 50 guys? I don't know. Um, so he's not as fast as track athletes. That's not a huge surprise. No, but track athletes also don't have to break tackles and like. No, jump. I know, and he's oh. he's built very differently than them. I'm sure. Yes. Um, also, I wonder if if there was like a if they could recreate the Cardinals DB 
that intercepted that pass uh, was that last uh, two seasons ago or last season? Where he chased him down the whole field. Yeah, if they could have him like running like you know fifteen feet in front of DK the whole time, like if he would have run like a lot faster, like someone to chase down, definitely would have been sub eight seconds if he had the target. <laughs> I remember when Usain Bolt was like training with a bunch of like pro soccer teams. No, yeah, so Vaguely. he was trying to become like a big striker, but it turns out that like. If he just did an offside strap, he like couldn't do anything else. Like his oh, whole goal he was, was like, just kick it over the top and I'll just outrun everybody and kick it in the net. But it's just like how often do you get the chance to even do that? Yeah, speed helps sometimes, but being yeah. a good soccer player is probably more important. Uh, another guy who is uh, got got a crazy body is Zion Williamson, but he's out yet again with another injury, fractured finger. Probably out until at least a play-in playoff game uh, might end his season. Yeah. This guy seems but, like he's going to be hurt every year for for his whole. Career. Look, as the kids say, he's built different. Um, you can tell by looking at him. But I don't think it's going to be a good thing for his career. Although it was his finger and not his knees, dude. I just—he's so big. He's not. He just kind of lumbers around. Like I just can't imagine him not having injury issues within the next couple years, shorten his career. Um, I don't know. I just, all that weight on those knees and, and ankles just looks wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, guy is an absolute freak, but sometimes those guys can't stay healthy. So he's like Julio Jones, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, uh, bad. Next up, the Wilfs. The owners of the Vikings are now buying. They tried to buy Minnesota United uh, before they became a team. And then uh, they didn't get them. And instead, they're going to be buying Orlando FC. They really wanted to join the last team. I think it's a shame they didn't get the one here because I kind of like when people own the same teams in the same cities, but it is what it is. We'll never think about this again. Well, wasn't Glenn Taylor supposedly in on the the loons too? So I'm glad that never happened. Um, Yeah, no, he can't run a single team or like really anything. He's only good at like running like sketchy parking lots downtown. (laughs) That's how he made his millions, huh? That's how he's rich, I think. All right, um, finally, the serious story here. Uh, Japanese Olympics. I uh, shouldn't call them the Japanese Olympics. They're just called the Olympics, but they're happening in Japan. And uh, I believe they're happening this summer. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be yeah. last summer, got moved because of COVID. For some reason, we didn't, we think we need Olympics. And they have uh, announced that they are banning all Black Lives Matter apparel. Yeah. And they're talking about punishing athletes for kneeling uh, during anthems, putting up a fist, you know, in, uh, in kind of defiance. I hope every single event is won by a black athlete and they put a fist up like yeah. they did back in the day in the Germany Olympics, like they did all throughout the civil rights movement and, you know, all throughout history. This is some bullshit. This is yeah. some bullshit. And you know what? The only thing I like about it is that maybe the rest of the world will finally get on the same page with me with my hate for the stupid Olympics. I will watch now less than I was going to watch before down to zero seconds. I will watch zero seconds. You're not going to watch DK Metcalf win the gold? I don't care. Let's go, baby. I am not watching the Olympics unless there is like a, a three-man like um, drinking game competition. And our team from the United States is Anthony Edwards, Kirill Kaprizov, and Justin Jefferson. That's the only way I'm watching. Now that sounds sweet. That sounds sick, doesn't uh, it? Kaprizov is a Russian national, so he he can't really compete as a U.S. citizen. You're right. You're right. Damn it. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, I think all of them are under 21, so there's that. But, you know, whatever. You know what, though? This is crazy. This kind of, like, this kind of racial, racial stuff is negative to the world. This should be a stage for equality. This should be a voice for the voiceless. This should be a place 
where we right the wrongs of the world, not that we continue them and like, you know, further them. I think this is disgusting. And I think it would be best if black athletes literally were like, nah, we ain't going then. I hope hope during the opening ceremonies, every single U.S. athlete dons some sort of Black Lives Matter um, apparel, whether that be like an armband or a strap. Like, you know, you got to wear like the uniform. Like you can't just put on a Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. T-shirt instead. But I hope they have something that's like a nod to Black Lives Matter and all of the athletes come together in solidarity to say, what, you going to throw out the entire U.S. Olympics team from the Olympics? We dare you. Yeah. Go ahead. We all stand together as one. And I hope that the U.S. leads the charge on that. Um, I don't know much about the IOC for for you know the U.S. and their representatives about what they stand for. But I hope that something is done from our side to say, this is not acceptable. If you want to kick us all out, kick us all out. Go ahead. We don't care. We don't even really want to be here. Um, we, you know, we're kind of being forced into this. So, um, you know, before I mean that in the sense of being forced into it before, like most of the world is immunized right. um, from COVID. So go ahead. Get, kick the entire U.S. out of the Olympics and see what happens. See, I dare you. The, Olymp- yeah. I think the Olympics, like in my estimation, um, if I had to guess the TV viewership, I would guess that the United States is like. 51% of the world viewership because for whatever weird reason Americans think that like this is some great example of like American exceptionalism that we can like win the walking gold medal and then they get the gold medal count up oh man Michael Phelps won a bunch of them United States now has the most medals and they have 340 million people and you know a fraction of the size England is in third place it's really just a money contest of a bunch of rich spoiled kids Get out of here with this Olympic racist bullshit. Fuck it. Japan 2021 is canceled, in my opinion. The only thing that was going to save it was the cool-ass Japan 2020 logo, which don't right. work anymore. So I'm <laughs> good on that. That is the biggest shame of the whole thing. They had the coolest logo. The logo was filthy. Like, I mean, I it, was, it. it was the I Japanese it. flag. It was 2020, and it was the Olympic rings. I mean, it was just perfection. It was perfection, so much so that like, I hope that there are some, like, um, shirts in crates that they couldn't sell. That there way. is, dude. In fact, I fucked up because they were liquidating all that merch like like over the winter, and I just should have grabbed some. Yeah, and now it's all in like African countries. Yeah, probably, probably for the better. Yeah, they might need it. Probably for the better. All right, guys. Um, moving on, we're going to move on to uh, subject A, which oftentimes <laughs> is the Vikings. You know, this week, in my opinion, it is. The red hot Minnesota Wild. Yeah. The Minnesota Wild uh, officially, obviously, they have uh, qualified for the playoffs. We've talked about that over the last few weeks. Um, but they are also now making a run at uh, finishing higher up in the division. Uh, they, for whatever reason, we're in the Western Division, even though, like, if you put a compass on the United States, the N would literally be on Minnesota. Um, but for whatever reason, we're in the Western Division because who knows? Uh, we're in third place, um, but we are one point out of second place with the Avalanche. Uh, it's looking likely that we'll play the Avalanche. The only issue with that is that the Avalanche have kind of had our number all year. So you think that we, if we finish second or third, we would play them? 
Yeah, so no matter what. Four teams from each division make it. Golden Knights are going to finish first. They're going to play fourth place Blues no matter what. And we're either going to be the second and host the Avalanche for more of the games, or we're going to be third and we're going to go to the Avalanche most. That does kind of suck because, yeah, we've definitely done better against the Knights. Yes, we've done better against the Knights. But all three teams are playing good hockey right now. Wild are 7-1-2 and two in their last 10. Avalanche are 6-4. and four. And the Knights are eight and two, so a lot of good hockey being played in what I think is probably the best division in all of hockey. Which kind of sucks for the Wild that they they got kind of shoehorned into that, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but like plus, you said, Eric, I think the the North the North division we never would have made it in because that's they just literally have all the Canadian teams in that. We should be in that. I don't get that why we don't play them. Well, because the Canada had really strict rules, the travel restrictions. Yeah, oh. and so that's why like the Blue Jays were playing in like Buffalo or whatever. Oh yeah. Well, it just sucks in a multiple levels because now we gotta like our team has to travel way more than everybody else too. So, and what is what is uh, before we leave the topic of the wild? Where does Kaprizov's rookie season stand in the pantheon of not just Minnesota Wild rookie seasons, but all of Minnesota teams' rookie seasons in terms of hype of building a I don't want to say like a, a a dynasty but like at least a really solid building block um, of what could be a really good franchise moving forward compared to, you know, the years of the Nino Nita writers and Mikhail Granlin and all that when we had tons of hype and they never lived up to it. Whereas Kaprizov is like, I'm the real fucking deal. So NHL beyond, beyond the lookout. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaprizov is so good. He currently is um, a rookie. He's 19th in the NHL in points. Uh, which is just fantastic. Um, he in it's it's kind of hard because uh, there's you know we just had Justin Jefferson's rookie season. We're watching Anthony Edwards' rookie season. Uh, Kaprizov's having this epic rookie season. Um, you know he's almost a point per game guy uh, right now. Fifty one points in fifty four games. Uh, by far the best rookie season in the history of the Wild. Like no one else is even close. Uh, he's going to win the Calder. As a 24-year-old, which is a little sketchy, uh, but I feel good about it. And I think he single-handedly has gotten me back into the wild in a way that I haven't been in a few years. And that's really exciting. I totally, totally agree. It's been awesome. I've watched more hockey this year than I have ever. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 baseline this real quick. And, and maybe this is a, a mid-pod warm-up. Randy Moss's rookie season is probably the pinnacle of all rookie seasons as far as impact to the team how much how how many steps below randy moss's rookie season would you put kaprizov okay so like if if randy moss is a 100 yeah uh, kaprizov is probably like a like an 85 like it's still really great there's definitely been better rookie seasons in the nhl so like crosby averaged over a point a game well over a point sure a game, you know like he's not quite at a point a game so He's he's not insanely dominant in the NHL, um, but he still is a top twenty player in a weird year coming in as a rookie. Um, he's probably an eighty five. Uh, Edwards is probably a seventy five, and Jefferson's probably a, a seventy. I mean, they're all great. They've had incredible years, but like if Moss is the is the measuring stick, Moss had I think seventeen touchdowns his rookie year. Jesus Christ, just insanity. Yeah, no, no, and that's and that's fair. I was I would say Kaprizov just because of like overall impact um, between assists and how much better he's gotten as the season has gone on. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit of a rough start. You know, he's transitioning to a completely new league that he's never played in. A little bit slow, 
But if you take like his last 30 games, he's probably as good as any NHL rookie in the last 10 years. And I think um, I would give him a little bit higher than an 85, but I, I, I won't argue against that. I, I, I'm fine with that. If, if Moss, like you said, if Moss is 100, then Kaprizov is somewhere between 85 and 90 very easily. I just think there's also some intangibles here, too, with him inspiring the team to play better. Um, you know, giving them a lot of confidence, like coming into the third, we've been down a couple times and we score two goals and win. Um, and I think he has a lot to do with that. He'll get one of those goals, but he's also, you know, the whole team can believe it's possible because of him and his energy. And then he's gotten the fans obviously so hyped up too. Um, there's definitely some intangibles there that you can't just see on the stat line. That's a, that's a great point too, because like once, if you get the, of the rest of the team believing, like as long as Kaprizov's on the ice, we got a chance Mm -hmm. and, and he stayed relatively healthy. Um, that's, that's amazing. And that's a, that's a really good point, Jim. So the other thing that's wild with oh, this terrible way to describe wow. it. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, the other thing that is interesting with the wild is that uh, Parisi is not likely to make the playoff roster. Yeah. Another healthy scratch. On the outside looking in, because the big thing is, is that Boldy is their big rookie. He's in the minors right now, but they don't have the cap space to bring him up. Is that the deal? Yeah, they don't have the cap space right now to bring him up. They're so tight to the cap that they can't bring him up and send someone down. And so you can pick your roster for the playoffs, though, and kind of restart. You still have to be under the cap, but you can kind of re remove the pieces without being punished. And so he's coming up for the playoffs, and he's going to be a rookie making his NHL debut in the playoffs for us. Oh, wow. Tearing up the minors right now, yeah. And then he's going to hop in. He's going to take whatever spot Parise he's in, and, and you know, I'll probably bump another guy out of the lineup, a guy like uh, Bugstead or Johansson or Rask or someone like that. We'll get bumped for him even. So not even a finish. Which is which is crazy because those guys that we kind of panned um, last year have been really good this season. Not not Bugstead because he's a free agent, but but Rask specifically. He's been good. He's been a nice player for us. Yeah. I think the Wild have a lot of options. And the best thing is, is that Jim said it the other week. They're playing with house money. They weren't even supposed to be good this year. And I think that they have as good of a chance to win the Stanley Cup as anybody. Now, it's the NHL. So they could easily get swept in the first round or win the Stanley Cup. And they probably have equal odds of doing both of those things. <laughs> Neither would surprise me that much. That's the crazy thing. No, they, they could go all the way or they could get killed in the first round. And I would feel like they're both not out of the realm of possibility. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what happens when these divisions finally get to play each other later on in the playoffs. And like, is there a division that was just so much better this whole time? Um, you know, it looks like maybe it's it's the West with the Wild, but who knows? All we know it's the worst division. Quick question for you guys. Um, say the Wild go to the Stanley Cup playoffs and Game 7 is on a Thursday. Do you call in sick on Friday? Oh, I take the day off. I take a personal right. day. You take a personal day ahead of time. I'd say ahead of time. time. And if they don't give it to me, I call them sick. Right. Okay. Yes. Because I think it needs to be, you need to leave that possibility open that you will party all night. I would be burning cars and climbing light poles. <laughs> I would be Philadelphia like a good Canadian Eagles. one. I'd be Philadelphia Eagles eating horse poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Philadelphia Eagles falling off the lamp, the, you know, street light. Yeah, that's, sure. yeah that's my style. All right, guys, let's move on to the Timberwolves, uh, who are officially moving out of the position of the top three picks. Um, but because of of the fact that they are looking to be a well-coached team, uh, is his name Finch? Chris Finch, is that his name? Yep. 
That's, yeah. I don't know our coach's name, and I have to ask you guys every time. Um, every week. But Chris Finch looks to be doing a really nice job. Got big compliments from Kat. Um, Towns is playing great. Russell is playing like a, like this weird, like, my ego is too big to come off the bench, but I'm going to be the bench, the guy who goes plays when all the starters come out. Yeah, and he's leading – like him and like Vanderbilt and that that group is really good. Yeah, it, it gives him the chance to do what he wants to do, which is like be a ball hog and shoot a lot. Yeah, but he's shooting well, so whatever. No, but it's just that's the role where you need the ball hog guy to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's the role that like James Harden played when he played for the Thunder, where you get to just go out there and just be like, well, I'm, I need to shoot a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you get Edwards and Towns get to play together. Edwards is finally starting to fill up the stat sheet. Tonight, he had 16 points and 10 rebounds, one of his first double doubles. He has the most uh, games in a row with a steal. He's starting to move the ball. He's not taking as bad of shots. It's like you're watching him transform into a better player every single time you tune in, which is really, really, really fun. It is exciting. Um, there's some worry that they're going to win too many games. As we talk, does somebody want to pull up the, the rest of their schedule? I think they have five games left. They play terrible teams for the first few, and then they play a bunch of playoff teams after. Okay. Um, I think they play like the Nuggets, the Magics, um, but they played uh, the Magic today. They now yep. have the same record of 21 and 47. Um, Killed them. Killed the Magic. And then they play Terrapist at the bottom before playing the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Mavericks. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to win too many games. I think that we will still lose more than half of those games. Um, you know, we may finish with the fourth worst, which would suck. I want to finish in the bottom three. I do think it's time. I think that Finch has proven to the fans and to the team, most importantly the team, that they can win. Um, I think it's time to sit uh, Towns sometimes. Oh, little uh, little hip soreness. He needs to sit. Sit Russell. Um, Edwards can play. It's really time to tank, but not expecting the players to play poorly. They need to play well when they're all playing. That's why you need to sit some guys. Um, well, I think I think today's lineup. You're looking you're looking at the the starters for next season, the incumbent starting team, which is Vanderbilt, Edwards, Towns, Rubio, and D'Angelo. And I don't want Rubio on the team. He's he's weak, dude. Too much money. He, we need somebody I, that can score. He's the weakest part of our starting lineup. I understand, but who's who? I mean, you're not going to have D'Lo play point guard. That that that's just not going to happen. No, I agree because he's not a true point guard. He's a shoot first guy. But we need somebody that can score. Like it's kind of a joke. He can't like Rubio regularly misses layups, and it just bugs me. Yeah, no, I understand, but I think like if if we're gonna like be realistic about next season, they're yeah. not going to be able to trade him or they probably I mean, I wouldn't imagine better. Yeah, I agree. And so just have Rubio be the facilitator floor guy and he's distributing like don't yeah. Ricky just, you know, I know the teams will play him to like, just leave him open and let him shoot. And if he can knock down stuff, great. If not, just like, just do your thing, man. Just play point guard, like just distribute yeah. the ball, um, get other guys open, get everyone involved. And then you got, McLaughlin, Okogi, and Nas Reed off the bench. Like that that that's really the top eight. Um and whoever we get in the draft. And Eric was I mean, I remember Eric was super down on Anthony Edwards um at the start of the season. I obviously, you know, you've come around to that. Um this is a question I asked, or Jimbo and I, you and I were talking about this. Eric, at this point in time, given what you've seen from Anthony Edwards would if you could go back in time would you still pick Edwards over Lamelo? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
I would because there was I think a time that, when I was I would have said the other. I think that I ball is is uh, more of a sure thing still, and like mm-hmm. Edwards has proven that he can do a lot, but like he could just be a one dimensional scoring guard, never develops anything else. Um, but I do think that. Edward's ceiling is so high that you buy that ticket to the lottery every time with him right now. Like, yeah. I just think his ceiling is like Dwayne Wade. And I don't know if he'll ever get to that level. It's not fair to expect him to get to Hall of Fame level. But like, I think there's there are scenarios where he's the next Dwayne Wade. And that's really exciting. I think I had a similar answer. I was just saying that um, Ball is a more polished player now. Um, and I think he's just a lot closer to his ceiling right now. Um you know, he's good. I think he, he could get rookie of the year over Edwards. I wouldn't be too upset. I think Edwards probably has it locked at this point. He's putting up really good numbers, but you know, he's he's put up, yeah, he's played a lot more. Um, but I looked up, uh, ball's best game and I think he had scored like 20 something. Um, you know, he doesn't just, he doesn't really explode and take over. He's just a really solid player, which is great to have. And he's a starter on any team in the league, you know? Um, but like you said, Ball, I mean, uh, Edwards, dude, flashes of absolute dominance and brilliance that you just, you don't really see from from LaMelo. He's just kind of a very good, consistent player that's probably already a lot closer to his ceiling. I guess my, my only concern is that, like, when was the last time, well, I guess, I guess KD fills that role, but, like, the last handful of NBA champions had, like, really great guards, like, with, you know, obviously Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, Durant's more of a small forward, but really kind of a shooting guard. Um, Kyrie Irving. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, the only reason I asked the question was, what is LaMelo's impact on the overall team versus Anthony Edwards? As opposed to, like, you know, Anthony Edwards is going to, like, catch the ball and score versus mm-hmm. LaMelo, who is a little bit more of a, you know, he's the he's the QB of the team, um, distributing, making sure things are running correctly. I don't know. Paul uh, is the best version of that. He's never won a title. That's true. And that's very true. I think the the skill that you want is a guy who can create his own shot is the number one skill you want to be a consistency. A guy who can create their own shot at the end of a game when it's tough and they've got to go create something on their own against the toughest defense, against the toughest matchup. Do you have a LeBron? Do you have a Kawhi? Do you have a Curry? And the position doesn't matter as much as the ability to be a ball handler who can create their own shot. Like a big man can be schemed out of a big game, but a guy who can take the ball on the wing against someone and just score is the hardest freaking thing to deal with. And I don't know if Edwards is as big as some of the guys who have done it the past few years, your Durant's, your LeBron's, your Kawhi's. He's not quite that size of a player, but he's also built like a linebacker out there. I, I don't know if he's ever going to be number one on a championship team, but I think his his ceiling is really high. Like he's really an exciting prospect. Is his ceiling Kawhi? I think his ceiling is Wade. I think it's just like he's just a six. But he was a shoot. He was more of a shooting guard. So that's that's a little bit different. Like I, I feel like that's a little bit apples and oranges. Yeah, but like Kawhi's a. I don't know. Like what is Wade was? I don't know. I'm not sure how big he's, but Wayne Wade six four. You know, Edwards is what six five six six. Like. I don't know. He's just kind of like that wing player who's just going to physically dominate games. I'm just, I don't know. I'm excited. His chemistry he's building with Towns is really fun. Um, Russell seems like a weird piece on the team, but as of now it's working. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think they're like filling a couple of vets and they should be a playoff team next year. Now, We've said that oh, every year. 
Brian is looking down and rubbing his head like, I can't believe you just said that. I mean, we got 21 wins. To say we're one veteran away from a playoff <laughs> contender, it's just kind of kind of sad to, to think that that's where you we're at. Does the play-in count, the playoff play-in? Because uh, we might make 10 seed. No, but you missed you missed big chunks of the year from your two max contract players. Talented, I understand. And, uh, the coaching change and all those things, we know. Coaching change and we got a much better coach. And then Edwards is only going to be better next year. If he's not, we have a serious issue. Right. So, you know, I think they're going to be they're going to be like like a trailblazer. They're going to be like the trailblazers. Like, well, luckily, luckily, there's there's never been anything called the sophomore slump in the NBA. <laughs> you guys, guys regress significantly. Six seed, six seed. Let's yeah. go. Well, how, what are you what are you putting on it? What are you putting on it? Seven dollars. How about a six pack or a four pack that I choose that the Wolves will not make the playoffs next season? And I don't. Okay. Yeah, that's it's a really really bad bet. But for funsies, I will take it. I will take that bet. Um, I'm happy to buy you beer any day of the week, so it's okay. This is this is the I George R. R. Martin is going to finish. This is the George R. R. Martin's going to finish the book in the next year. I, I, this I, is I a, this is bet sometimes. I lose bets to you, and Eric loses bets to me. It's perfect. It's a perfect circle. It's a, it's a symbiotic, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, let's move on to the last topic of the day. That's the Champions League, where Ryan's team, who was drowning in the deep end midseason. Uh, drowning in the deep end with a weight wrapped around our ankle. Yeah. Like a cinder block. The weight was a trash coach who just happened to be the former captain of the team. And so for, like, nostalgia reasons, even Ryan – didn't want to see him go, but they brought in a heavy hitter in uh, Tuchel to come in and take over the team, and they have not skipped a beat since he has been there. It's crazy because I remember when Chelsea had a cup of coffee in first place, when City was floundering, United wasn't playing that well, and we were in first place in the league, and... You know, it was all like, uh, you know, we were the first ones to play on that day and we were likely going to relinquish it a few hours later. And they asked Frank, you know, uh, you know, you're in first place. Like, how does that feel? He's like, this team isn't ready to compete. Mm. And I was kind of shocked to hear that. And I know what he was. I, I know what he was trying to portray, which was like an like erring on the side of uh, sensibility, right? That this this team is very young and there's there's lots of other things that have to go right in order for us to even consider being in this position. But to hear uh, like the manager say like, yeah, we're in first place. We've been playing pretty well. And this is before our bad run of games in December and January. Um, publicly come out and tell the team like, yeah, we're not competing for anything this year. Which is sort of, it was very shocking. And um, obviously, with the right coach, this team is ready to compete. Um, We've shown that with the same roster that Frank had, um, with a few lineup changes and formation changes, that this team is perfectly capable of competing with anybody. We've beat City two times in the last three weeks um, in the FA Cup and now the league, who's the best team. Um, And then we're playing them again in the Champions League final. So, let's go, go. get them like, again. Th- this is this is uh the the we're playing with house money um kind of scenario that we've talked about with some of the the other teams in Minnesota and if you can't tell, I'm a little fucking excited about <laughs> the future of Chelsea Football Club. Well, good for you, buddy boy. I'm excited. I I hate City. Um, and so I just, I'm cheering for you. I'm cheering for Chelsea. Go take them out. I do not want them to stack up another trophy. Uh, go get them. So the big news of the day is that, um, uh, sketchy dictator, uh, Erdogan from Turkey is all upset because 
UEFA has taken the game out of Istanbul and has moved it to Wembley. Oh, so that's official? Yeah, it's well, that's because Turkey has, like, stupid travel restrictions and won't let anybody in the country. So No, there's all sorts of problems with Turkey, and they just said, screw it. Both teams are from England. We're just going to play it at one. That's I mean, I think, that's best for, I think that's best for both of, both of the clubs. Sure, it's best for the fans, for Chelsea, yeah, yeah. for City, for everyone. Um, and uh, what, what would you say? I'm not saying that 538 is always right or their algorithm is perfect, but what would you say are the chances that Chelsea wins this game? <sighs> It's a little tough to gauge, right? It's one of those things where you might get a little bit of false uh, confidence with the FA Cup lineup and then the league lineup that we've played against. Um, however, why not? You know, it's it's one match and City has proven beatable um, by Chelsea. I think Chelsea is probably the more confident team going into the final than City. Um, though I think City is the more talented team, the more veteran team. Um the, I mean, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best players in the world, not just the Premier League. Um, they have billions of dollars invested in their players. Um, however, you know, you never know. Like, you know, when we beat Bayern nine years ago, they were supposed to absolutely crush us. So um, Real Madrid fans were thought like, no, oh, this is the easiest, easiest path to the Champions League final is through Chelsea. We'll, we'll crush them and we ruined their lives so why not i think we're i think we're playing with house money i think the biggest concern though is excuse me is that we have an fa cup final we have the champions league final and we have to try to make top four and none of those three are secure in any way whatsoever and city and do any of those things except for play this game exactly and so we could end up with very little at the end of the day um, with all of the promise that we have with, you know, uh, five matches total to, to end the season, three league and FA Cup final and the Champions League final, you, you can end up with FA no Cup. trophies. You could win the FA Cup, the Champions League and finish third, or you could finish fifth and win no hardware and be in Europa League. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? It could, it could it could turn very quickly. Now we, we do have a li- we do have a little bit of a cushion um, in that we do play um, Leicester in the league, and so if we win that, we're pretty much guaranteed to be in the top four. But like Eric said, this could all go south very quickly. However, based on the trends and and the way things have been going, that seems very unlikely. So you didn't give us your percent chance. You did not give us. I was gonna oh, say we. Sorry, your I would say we probably have like a. 40% chance to win the game against City. That's a great guess compared to what 538 said. 538 gives you a 37% chance yeah. to win the game. Uh, they also have the best team in the world as Man City by a pretty hefty margin, followed by Barcelona, wildly enough, followed by Bayern Munich, and then followed by Chelsea. So they have Chelsea as the world's fourth best team this year, and City is the first, which makes it a which is, great matchup. What's so crazy is that from like the middle of January until now, it feels like it's been two different seasons mm-hmm. for, for Chelsea. Like it's just been insane. I think it's just a lot more structure, and the guys just know what their role is. Yeah, turns out good coaches matter. I think they're just they're they were really talented the whole time, and they just weren't getting very good coaching. Oh, Eric, this is this this also leads me to like an interesting question for your club. If if Arsenal had decided to fire Arteta and bring in Tuchel, 
before Chelsea made the move. Do you think Arsenal season would have been turned around in a similar fashion? You know, they, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this a negative thing. Like, like Arsenal wasn't in Champions League, but do you feel like things would have been different? I would have guessed if a better coach, huh? We would have won the Europa. League. Yeah, and we'd probably be in like sixth or seventh place instead of in ninth. So you think you would you would be United? Yeah, in the Europa League yeah. if you had a better coach. Yeah. Yes, I think. They well, remember, but remember when you were so high on Arteta, and you think you said like, "I think we have a really good coach." Do you still feel that way? Um, no, he blew it. He lost the game this week, and he should be fired. Wow, wow. they lost to Villarreal at home. They had two shots on goal in two games, and that gets you fired. Mm, there you go. <laughs> you ain't fucking around. He you are have- good. You are a perfect football fan. You know that, If they would have won that game, then I would have said, I guess he earned it. He's in the Europa League final, even though it's been a bad season. But if you can't even get a shot, you can't get two shots on goal at home in a must-win game of the most desperation, and you play like cowards for most of the the tie against an average team from Spain, you don't deserve to be there. Sorry, dude. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't trying to open a nerve there. I was trying to ask honestly. I like. I, I was just trying to get your your, your insight. Guys, on that. I love it. Sad, sad soccer fan Eric is here, and he doesn't. Rain care cloud about, Eric is back. Oh, he doesn't care about Arsenal at all at this moment. Uh, I keep hearing about the transfer window. I don't care. I already know that I'm going to be disappointed, so I'm just not going to pay that much attention. And you want to know what's sad? The transfer rumors are like my favorite thing online. I know that's your favorite. It's your. It's not only your favorite thing online. It might be your top three in life. Besides, <laughs> it's like bratwurst on the grill. Um, I don't Starting know. With the boys, a, a big Marvel movie. Yeah. Big no, Marvel. no, no. Wait, a bad Harry Potter sequel. Ooh, any Harry Potter, and then then transfer rumors on Twitter. And I know that I'm going to be disappointed because, you know, my friends in my Arsenal group chat are like, oh, man, we could get Max Ahrens. We could get Eve Basuma. We could get blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, yeah, dude. And, like, Chelsea and United and City are trying to sign, like, Ronaldo and Holland and Mbappe and Liverpool. Mbappe, Holland, Ronaldo, and Messi. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Cool. seems like we're on the same page. (laughs) like they're all like actually like dominating the world of soccer i mean think about it chelsea has not been in the vicinity of the title uh in any meaningful way this year they haven't no one would consider them to be the even a top two english team this year they just haven't been and they have easily chopped down european elite clubs on their way to the Champions League final. I mean, they could, they should have beat Real Madrid for nothing in this last game. They were yeah. all over them. And so it just shows you the power of the Premier League, which has separated itself. Every team other than Arsenal has separated themselves from the rest of Europe, um, where they're just, they're, I mean, everyone thought PSG City was a great tie, and City just beat that at. I mean, they just did. They just whooped them four to one over two games against Neymar and Mbappe. It just wasn't even competitive. And so I think what you're really seeing is the the Premier League is the Premier League. It is the league. And even the top teams from the rest of the world are are suffering in comparison to some of that top level talent. And as a fan of the Premier League, even though my team is just horrendous, I like to see the best players play in the same league. And so that's why when we argued Super League the other year, the other week, I just want to see the best players play each other on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And so I don't care what the damn league is called. I don't care which billionaire is going to make more money off of it. I just want to see the best players play. 
And I think you're going to see a bunch of those best players make their Premier League this summer. That would be exciting, especially if they come to Liverpool. Holland to Chelsea confirmed. Perfect. And I think Mbappe move, to Liverpool. Let's go. I think that's going to happen. Do you think we get a new coach? No. No. Okay. Unless I like wants, him still. I think, I think they sell. Him. I think they sell Salah mm-hmm. honestly, and they use that to pay for Mbappe. Yeah. I think that that. I don't um, know if that's an upgrade. It is, it, but it's a, oh, it's an incredible nice. upgrade, and yeah. I think they would sell Firmino for fifty cents on the dollar if they could tomorrow. <laughs> I think that if Liverpool... he does the uh, yeah, he's a he's a glue guy, is what I keep hearing about Firmino. And meanwhile, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, right. oh, another bad touch, turnover, sweet, cool. I mean, yeah, Liverpool... meaning he's got glue on the bottom of his shoes when he runs. I think Liverpool <laughs> would would straight up swap Salah, Firmino, and Mane for Mbappe. Jesus. I mean, he's he's a 21-year-old. I don't want Mane to go. I love him. He's a 21-year-old generational face of the sport kind of player. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just like anyone would want him. He's the LeBron of, of soccer. It's just and Arsenal's looking at ROR. I know. We're probably looking at, like, uh, we're looking at, um gosh, what's his name? The, the, the attacking midfielder from Nart, who leads Europe. Oh, okay. Great. I'm being In the, the championship. Player. Yeah. That's that's the kind of guys we like. <laughs> All right, guys. Sad Eric needs to like go. Not think about sports. Well, should we should we should we wrap up that the that the Premier League's got like three matches left for everyone, and it's done and dusted. But top four is still fun and interesting. Yeah, top four is going to come down to uh, Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Spurs, and Liverpool. Two of those five will make it, and. A lot should be decided this week. We should have a pretty clear picture of where people are going to end up after this week. The league is set. City will be your champions in their next game. And United is in a distant second from everyone else. So the North, the the Kings, and the... Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good. Incredibly consistent. Absolutely. All right, guys, that is it. That is all the time that we have this week on the Rory's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hopefully both of our episodes. If you didn't listen to our screencast, it was great. We dove back into Mission Impossible, which has been a lot of fun rewatching that. Um, we had some really good shows and movies that you should go check out in that episode. Uh, but until next week, thank you guys for being with us here on the Rory's Podcast.